Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and author. Hi, Karen. Hey, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's one from Henry Cario. Another Day in Paradise. Sounds like a bumper sticker. Or a corny t-shirt that you buy in a tourist shop. But that's my life here in Deerfield Beach. Where I walk every morning from the Deerfield Beach Pier north to the Boca Inlet. It takes about an hour. Pure paradise. And I'm not the only one. There are others who enjoy these moments. I don't bother them, and they don't bother me. A friendly wave, a nod. And besides, I prefer the stories I construct about these people. They're probably more interesting than their real lives. There's the running man. Ferociously runs every morning on the shore, like he's running for his life. He must have battled some kind of illness, and now he lives life every day to the fullest. There's the coffee clutch. They're a group of four or five women, depending on the morning, ages about 40 to 60-something. I see one of them recently got a new puppy. Then there's the carnival queen. She doesn't care what anybody thinks. She does a combination run, jog, merengue dance down the beach, going to her own beat. Every morning's perfect. Nothing could be better. And then one day I show up for my walk, and behold, everything changes. Fifty yards north of the pier, an old beat-up motorhome appears right in the middle of the beach. It's cordoned off by four cones and some yellow crime scene tape. The only way to get past it is a small, narrow corridor along the shoreline. What was this doing here? I thought at first it was some kind of candid camera. I'm looking around. But apparently, no. This is how it was going to be. I heard a rumor that at some point, Deerfield Beach sold these little swatches of property, with the understanding that whoever bought it wasn't allowed to build on it. But apparently there was a loophole that allowed for someone to put a trailer home right in the middle of the beach. And now there it was. It looked like it was some kind of military base in the middle of Riyadh. There was camouflaged mesh, two dogs, and then a disheveled woman who lived there in the motorhome with no electricity, just the windows open. It was the most bizarre thing, surreal. The next morning when I went down to the beach, I thought it would be gone, but no, there she was. Weeks became months, and I no longer looked forward to my morning walk. It was now an eyesore, this trailer park with barking dogs. I even considered going up to Boca Beach, but I wasn't going to let them beat me. I still took my morning walk, just kept my head straight, didn't want to acknowledge this woman or her campsite in the middle of my serene, perfect beach. Then one morning, as I was finishing up my walk and heading back towards the pier, I broke my rule of not looking over at her. And when I did... I saw something I'd never seen before. I saw a human being. Someone who enjoyed the speech as much as me and deserved to be there, just like I did. I thought perhaps maybe she was a veteran or someone who experienced some kind of PTSD. And now she was able to finally find some peace on this very beach. Who was I to deny her that? Who was I to hate for that? And from that moment, I really started enjoying my walk again. Maybe even more than when I started, because I was more thankful for what I had. 
A couple of months down the road, after a few days of heavy rain, I was really missing walking, so I showed up that morning, and I noticed something. She was gone. So was the motor home, and the barking dogs, and the orange cones, and the crime scene tape. And there was my beautiful beach, just like it always was, like she was never there. This is what I had wished for, just things to be back to the way it was. But as I walked through the sand, where this woman's home was, where her dreams were, I actually realized I missed her, and I hoped that wherever she was, she had found some peace. Henry Cario with a story about a beach walk interrupted. I like the way you said that. That really summarizes it. I mean, if you had any doubt that Deerfield Beach was paradise, uh, you've got Henry to remind you. You can tell he's a successful podcaster because he really paints the scene so beautifully. He also, he's also got a great voice. I really love the way he categorizes the people he sees on his walk on the beach, the running man, the coffee clutcher, the carnival queen. It sounds like he has a fun walk. Yeah, and that's the way natural storytellers do it, right? We're always telling stories to ourselves about what's going on around us. And we may be right, we may be wrong, it doesn't matter. It's very entertaining. And I think it was the story that Henry reframed in his mind that caused him to mourn the so-called eyesore after a while. It is rather bizarre and funny that this woman found a loophole where she was allowed to live on the beach, yet Henry took it so personal. Yeah, and yet you get it, you know? This becomes my beach. This becomes my walk. This becomes my respite from the crazy world. You get it totally, and you get how he felt, whether or not it was socially acceptable to feel that way. You, you get it. And it is weird to see police tape and cones and a trailer home in the middle of the beach. I love the way, though, he was able to work through those feelings. He was able to work through those feelings, he says, the turning point when, is he, when he looked into the eyes of this woman, and I guess he recognized that well, what did he recognize in, in seeing in the eyes of this person? He says, I saw a human being. And that is a classic of reframing technique. Think about any two people in opposition. You think of that other person as quite literally the other. And if you can get to the point where you see the person as a person, as, as he says, I, I, I saw a human being, suddenly all of the backstory of a human being that is universal, I have family, I have wants and desires, all of that stuff wells up in you and you identify with that person a little bit. And that is classic storytelling. So what he's really doing is he's telling a story about the stories we tell ourselves. I guess it would have been too much to get into the personal story of that woman in the home on the beach. Well, he may never have found it out. And I think that's kind of, that kind of contributes to the story. In other words, there's an old saying among storytellers, you can't hate somebody once you know their story. 
it's also nice to think you can't hate somebody once you recognize their humanity. And he missed her. I, I, I'm sure he's glad that the house is gone, but it's funny that he missed her. It is beautiful that he missed her. And when he says at the end that he hopes she found some peace, my thought was, I hope that you did too, Henry. I hope you forgave yourself for the all-too-human disdain you had for her earlier on in the story. Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. We'd like to hear more stories about South Florida. How can folks get in touch with you? Send me an email to cneil, that's C-N-E-I-L-E, at fau.edu. I don't need a summary. I just need a request for instructions. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and an author. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday. 